Hello, everyone, and good evening. Welcome to Enter the Dark. I am your host, Kenny Torres, and with me is my co-host, Dalton Harrell. So, the favorite co-host, by the, the way. The favorite co-host, the favorite co-host. Tonight, we have the privilege and the honor of having two gentlemen who I love, who I adore, I respect. These guys run a show called The Apocalypse Project, Rudy... Valderrama and play B Modesto. Hey, hey man, we, we we just appreciate being on your show, man. This yeah. is awesome. No, I man. Forgot, I forgot to bring you a cracker and some wine. That's the it's only thing. Okay. Yeah. It's okay, you know, it's okay. <laughs> I, I got I got some right here. I got some right here. <laughs> I got some. I, I, got, I, I got some of that Eucharist. <laughs> no, man. I you know, uh it, I've been on your show twice, and yes. I know very often we, we don't talk very often, but when we do, it's just like we pick up. Like nothing. Yeah. And so I want to reciprocate the love and, and bring you guys on the show. And um, well, we're called Into the Dark. And, and predominantly our show is about the paranormal and, and the dark stuffs. But I don't know. So I think tonight we're going to go a little bit off topic. I don't have any questions lined up. But let's start off with Rudy and Play B. Who are you guys? What are your backgrounds? And, and, and what do you guys do? Going to go, you go. Yeah, go ahead, Rev. Bring it in, well, man. Bring no, it yeah, in. Yeah, so me and Play B, um, we are. Well, I think it's kind of like uh, it happens with with when you get a couple of Mexicans together. So we we call, we introduce each other to other people as cousins. This is my cousin, but in our reality, we're really not blood related. But we've yeah. been so close for so many years that you know we, that's how we see each other. Um, so we uh, we started off together doing music. Yeah. Okay. And, um, uh, we, uh, we did hip hop music, rap music. And that's what we were, we were talking before the show started. That's one of the things it did is we, we performed in a couple places before and put out a couple, you know, small, small records. We're going to go anywhere. But then in 2013, we decided, hey, well, you know, we, we have great conversations and we have great yeah. personalities. I, if I can say so myself. I, I, I like to think so. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll say, hey, let's start a podcast. So we started a podcast back in 2013 was the first time we actually started yeah. one. And we, we we got some traction, but and then eventually we just kind of just – it fell off. And then in, in the last recent years, you had started a podcast with uh, another co-host. And then that yeah. co-host well, it actually started off as a – as a like an audio and video diary for myself because during that time it was like the apocalypse was coming you know uh, <laughs> and so i started doing some you know just basic stuff you know like like a diary and then also added in you know the weather the gas prices this and that because they're talking about oh the world's gonna end you know and uh so one day i'm sitting down with my friend you know we're having a couple cold ones and i was like hey man i wonder what i called my little project he goes we'll call it the apocalypse project he goes but you should share that idea with a bunch of other people and then it's kind of just grew into what it is now the the tap for short i love it i love it yeah. so 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 what is exactly the apocalypse project i mean what is it that you guys do and talk about well you know like we, we have this thing like, you know we hate using that word paranormal you know what i mean yeah yeah uh, but you know we talk about everything whether it be paranormal uh 40 in uh cryptozoology you know aliens Stuff, you know, just we, a little bit of yeah, everything. Yeah, so, just... so we, 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 we talk on the various topics, and originally it was just planned to be whatever because we didn't really have an idea. Because when we would sit and have conversations, it would go from conspiracy theories to the paranormal yeah. to UFOs to all the different things. But it's been really interesting. One of the things that we had talked about prior, uh, I think to – I forget who it was. One of the last conversations oh, – I think it was with Matt, who was one of our guests, is that we've been able to network and, and speak to people just by doing a podcast that we right. would have never made connections with. And it all started with just making one, and, and like how we met uh, Kenny. 
is we started with one friend of ours who suggested, hey, you need to talk to this person. And they hooked us up with Dr. Heather Lee. And then Dr. Heather Lee, I came yeah. up after watching her program. I came across this interesting dude on her <laughs> show, uh, uh, Kenny Torres. And I'm like, I, I want to talk to that guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. and, yeah, so, and then we were able to, to, to network. And that way we talked to Chris McKennell. Uh, and then we've also talked to people outside of the paranormal field. In our, in our last couple of episodes, we had a chance to talk finances and oh. podcasting. And yeah. those are really good episodes, too. So that's one of the good things is we're, we're not necessarily hammered down to, in, in one genre, which might is probably one of the reasons why we don't have a, a, a bigger following because <laughs> we jump around a lot. But that's how we like it. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's, it's like our music, too, when we were recording, you know, we, we would record stuff we like to listen to. And if no one liked it, no one liked it. Well, apparently no one did like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, you, you know, just... I, I like it, you know, so... Well, I love you guys, man. You guys always have good chemistry and good connection. And that's how I feel with Dalton. You know, nice. uh, I had him on the show and then all of a sudden that show just popped off and I was like, you know what? You need to be my co-host. And uh, it's funny because you always say you say interesting, dude. And I go, is that a good thing or a bad thing? But whatever. You know, I, I, I get that a lot. But all right. So we're, you, know, you guys are in the house of God. So obviously we, <laughs> for us, you know, normally we don't use bad language as well. But for all intents and purposes tonight, we'll we'll definitely keep it clean. But well, All there, right. The reasoning get into the reason why we're in this place is because I, I am I am a I am a believer. I am a Christian. I believe in you know we talked about that before. Yeah. Actually, yesterday, uh, this last weekend, I actually had an opportunity to preach from from this stage. So the reason why we're here is not necessarily because it's an aesthetic, an aesthetic uh, uh, decision, but it's mainly because uh you know we're we're transitioning our studio and we're you can't moving. say transition. Oh, sorry. <laughs> 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 we're, we're, you can't say transitioning. Okay, we're, so we're, 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 okay, we got to be PC. We're moving the studio yeah. to a new location because we're, we're doing bigger, better things now. So. Can't say bigger. <laughs> Whatever. You're relocating. Yeah. <laughs> You're relocating. So we're like- going to identify as relocators now. <laughs> be careful now. If you have any complaints, just address it to us. Don't, don't address it to yeah, 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 it's, uh, it's okay. If you have any complaints, you can address it to their sponsor, Coors Light. So. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> nice. nice. Uh, okay, thirsty. <laughs> man, you know, it, it's it's such a privilege, man. You know, and and every time I, I see you guys and I talk to you guys, I, I just feel I feel welcome. And you know, and what I love about our dynamic is that, you know, obviously you guys know my background. I, I did grow up Christian, I grew up Pentecostal, and, and now I'm in a different route. You know, I'm I'm more of an independent Roman Catholic and and I love the fact that we can still exchange ideas. And we may yeah. not necessarily always agree on certain theology, but yeah. one thing is, but one thing is true, and that I know as a believer in Christ is that as long as we show each other love, compassion, respect, and we try to wholeheartedly preach the gospel to Jesus Christ, I think to me that's the most important thing. Um, I, I think many times, and this is just my personal opinion, I think many times, many people just get so caught up on on the tradition. Well, your tradition is wrong, and your tradition is wrong, and I don't believe that. I, I I believe that if you have the self-conviction in your heart and the Holy Spirit tells you that this is the right path, I feel and I believe and I respect that. And if that's your calling, that's the way to do it. I love it. You know, I still go to a non-denominational church on Sundays. Okay. You know, I help out with the uh, interpretation ministry, but I do my, my, my ministry on the side as an independent Roman Catholic assistant, chief exorcist. And, and, and I love it because I get to help people who are afflicted and not a lot of people understand you know what demonic possession is or or spiritual deliverance but you know to me it's a calling but what i love more is that i get to help people who are in need and that's what you guys do you know when you guys are on the radio and you guys are talking you guys are expressing yourself in an artistic way that honestly can be influential and can make an impact in somebody's life and i love it man i i love it i'm just Honestly, I get goosebumps. I got goosebumps right now saying this because I really wholeheartedly, genuinely love you guys. I mean, you guys are just so wonderful. So with that being said, I know Dalton may have some questions. I want to get into what your thoughts are on the paranormal and Bigfoot or La Chupacabra or La Llorona. You know? <laughs> so I'm going to turn this over to Dalton. All right. Yeah, so so uh, the, the first thing I really want to ask is, um, you know, what religious domination, denomination are you? Um, okay. Pentecostal, Methodist. 
Um, I'm actually uh, a part of a Southern Baptist church. Uh, me and Play Baptist, B, okay. yeah, Southern Baptist. Me and Play B were both raised in our younger days when we first met in in a in a Pentecostal charismatic church. So, unless you want to elaborate a little bit more. No, that pretty sums pretty much sums it up. Me, I, I consider myself a spiritualist at this point. You know, it's kind of to, to echo what Kenny was saying. You know, I, I'm also a believer in I'm going to be where God wants me to be eventually, and and my journey to get there is going to be part of my testimony. Just like I tell Rev, you know, one day, man, I, who knows what God has in store for me or where He needs me. I might be Muslim or I might be Catholic or I might be Jehovah. When who knows? And to me, that's part of the journey, and that's what makes this whole life worth living and exciting. Honestly, in my opinion. Um, you know, I, I have faith in God and, and so much faith in God that I believe eventually I'll end up where he wants me to be, uh, essentially. Yeah, amen. amen to that. Um, so since, since, since you're Southern Baptist, yeah. I do have a question because I've encountered this with, with a lot of people from that same denomination um, uh -oh. Uh -oh. and their views on the paranormal. Yeah. Um, maybe that's just a Southern thing. I don't know exactly where you're located, but here in Alabama— Whenever a Southern Baptist thinks of paranormal, they automatically think that everything is demonic. There are no human spirits. It, it's simply demons that you're communicating with, or, or some of them would just say uh, Satan himself or the devil himself, and, and a lot of them don't even believe in demons. What, yeah. what are your beliefs, and, and what seem to be the beliefs of Southern Baptists in your area? I think, well, being here in California, a typical more liberal state, and you'd figured that the theology would be more liberal, um, but it, it varies. Uh, but within, with from what my experience in the uh, Southern Baptist Convention is that it's it's not like this is this is my experience, especially talking with my pastor and, and some of the elders in, in my church. Um, one of the elders in the church that I had a chance to spoke to actually said that he was present and actually helped perform an exorcism. So it's not that it's not a thing, but I think the what it is is we we uh, Southern Baptists tend to look at it number one from a scriptural standpoint because we believe in scripture alone, uh, sola scriptura. So of course everything every from the Southern Baptist sense everything has to come through the filter and the lens of scripture. So when you look at scripture, you see for instance that when 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 the scripture says that absent from the body is present with the Lord, so that that death isn't necessarily the, the final state of our being, but once we're dead, that is just the body on earth and then in relationship our our soul then is in the presence of God. Um, or if 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 we're not saved, then you're not in the presence of God. So th there's a lot of interpretations. I know for myself and talking to my pastor and, and discussing this is just, hey, simple as simple fact is um, if you don't know what's out there, we don't know because the Bible is not specifically clear because I, we talked with Kenny actually one time. There's actually incidents of people being scared of ghosts. In fact, when Jesus rose from the dead, you had the disciples afraid to see him because they thought he was a ghost. Yeah. So obviously there, there, there is a tradition of believing in the paranormal to an extent. But my question is, for my personal self, it's just like I'm just wondering then how the paranormal expresses itself. I believe in the sovereignty of God so that there is nothing outside the bounds of his sovereignty. So things happen for a reason because he's in control of everything. So with, when it comes to the paranormal, I just don't uh, – I don't look at it as something as, as, as uh, uh, on the forefront of my thinking when it comes to part of my theology yeah. from my standpoint. No, that's, that's, that's beautifully said. And, and, yeah. and so – and that's wonderfully said. And I, I love the fact that, you know, you do believe in Sola Scriptura. Uh, you know, I also believe, I also believe in a sense of Sola Scriptura and, you know, Divina Lectura. I, I do believe that you have to understand uh, tradition in order to have some or be able to interpret the Bible. But that's just my opinion. And that's one of those things where it's the theology that's different. But I think for the most part, for the majority, you know, we can agree on, on many different things. Yeah. What I what I can say from my experience, uh, you know, even being clergy, you know, uh, growing up Pentecostal as well, everything was demonic, 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 yeah. you know, like you said, to be absent from the body, you know, so scripturally speaking. But I have come to experience uh, otherwise. You know, we have had several encounters where we've had spirits that were bound in a sense to this earth because they had unfinished business. I believe I believe, and, and, and you may not agree with me, and, and that's okay, uh, and, and I say this in respect to what I believe, because we have free will, also our spirit does have free will, you know, because it also does talk about in the Bible that those who are dead in Christ will resurrect when the rapture comes, yeah. Yeah. and so to me, I interpret that as 
when you die, there is the potential that your body can still remain earthbound, waiting to be called or waiting to transition over. Yeah. So through through my practice and through my my studies all around the world from different religions, uh, there is a comparison. But once again, I'm not trying to be blasphemous. This is just my interpretation. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, I I want to say something else to that, too, because one of the things that actually Play B has helped me to articulate is that when you understand what the paranormal is, in order to believe in the Bible, in order to believe in God, in order to believe in in some of the things that the Bible talks about, you have to believe in a level of the paranormal, because what paranormal basically means is something that is happening that is not normal. Yeah. And, and that was really helpful for him to, to, to he pointed that out to me and I'm like that that is very insightful so that's yeah. why when, when, when I talk to people that regardless of what they believe whether it's another religious belief or whether yeah. it's something along the lines of the paranormal the real the realization is is that we, we don't have exhaustive knowledge there's only one being that has exhaustive yeah. knowledge and the reality is just that we're we can't even contain our minds are so finite that we can't even contain yeah. all of the information that the universe has. So no. there might be things that exist in our world that we may not know that we considered beyond normal. But the reality is, is the Bible is paranormal because it's not normal for what yeah. it said. It's yeah, supposed- it's, 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 it's a supernatural book. And, and, and it's and it's something of beauty that, you know, the Bible in itself is a beautiful book. And, you know, I've also questioned many times, you know, the interpretation of the Bible, you know, how it's been interpreted and, and how we have, you know, different languages and, and different versions of the Bible. And to me, that's always been uh, intriguing, you know, starting off from Greek and then being interpreted to Latin. And then, you know, we have the Apocalyptica and all these different books being removed, you know, because of the Reformation with Martin Luther in 1493. I mean, so to me, you know, Christianity in a sense with Biblically speaking, it is a supernatural book, and I do think that as human beings, we don't know, we can't comprehend, right? Which is why we live by faith, right? We live by faith, you know, um, believing and seeing in something you cannot see or hear, and that's a beautiful thing. Um, However, I will not work with Satanists. That's one thing I will not do. You know, <laughs> yes, I, yes. I, I will not work with Satanists. Um, out of the question. Not not search of Satan, but the Satanists. Um, yeah. I, I I wholeheartedly believe in in the truth. I I believe in from my heart that the Bible and Jesus Christ and God is the creator of heaven and earth, and no one goes to the Father except through Christ. And I firmly right. believe in that. And 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 being firm in, in in my religious belief and what I believe uh, in my belief, I don't want to say religion, because in the sense religion, many people try to become religious in the sense, well, I'm just religious, and right. so religious means that they're just following a set way and they're not thinking outside of the norm, you know. So they'll just read the Bible out of tradition. They'll read the Bible because you know the bishop or the priest or whoever the rabbi said you should read the Torah or the Quran. And all it is is just it just becomes a mundane cycle, a repetitious cycle, and you get nothing out of it. So I, I'm very cautious when I say religious because, you know, the religion of Christianity. But it's been my experience as well that people who are religious in descent, like my grandmother, you know, God bless her. You know, she's still around, you know, Holy Ghost fire, talking in tongues, you know, <laughs> dancing in the spirit and. You know, she's a sweet lady, but, you know, there's still some things I don't agree with. You know, I don't believe in running around the church going crazy. I, you know, I believe that if you're going to talk in tongues, that you need to have the, the, the spirit of discernment, you know, the gift of tongues. You need to have someone next to you. Uh, I am more of, of a charismatic person uh, in the sense where my ministry that I work with, you know, although it's independent Roman Catholic, we have people who are Lutheran, who are Baptist. So we are a religious organization of, of men who are just trying to spread the word of God. And yeah. we have a different, you know, theology or maybe a different form of Christianity. Right, right. We have people that can relate to that. So I feel, you know, everything that you're saying is right, man. I mean, it's it's beautiful. I, you know, I can't disagree with you, Rudy. I can't because all, all, although we may have a difference in theology yeah. and you play B, man, you guys wholeheartedly have the spirit of god upon you you guys are anointed you guys just are filled of light filled with light and blessings and i love it and i can see it all the time man i, I see it all the time man. <laughs> thank you no right on we're just two dorky guys from Vanessa. <laughs> but I'm, I'm just a speck from new york you know, living in the west coast all right <laughs> yeah, well, nice. so I, <laughs> So continuing on with, uh, you know, the the religion, I I do want to add this in here real quick. You know, um, I've talked about this before here on the show, and I've also talked 
talked about it on other shows as well. But, you know, I've been burned by the Christian religion so many times. And, you know, yeah. a lot of people ask, well, why do you still follow that faith? Well, I mean, for one, that's what I was raised to believe, to put my faith in. But at the same time, I've been stabbed in the back or um, uh, accused of doing different things by people of that religion. Uh, a good example of this, uh, I attended a non-denominational church, really the closest thing to it would be Southern Baptist. I mean, um, I wouldn't really consider it non-denominational just by their teachings. But, um, you know, he basically said that, you know, what you're doing is you're playing with the devil. And, and that's why I said the exact same thing earlier, you know, bringing up playing with the devil or you're communicating with, yeah. you know, demons or whatever. Um, you know, he said, what you're doing is you're playing with the devil. And I countered that. I'm like, well, I'm helping people. If that's what you want to call it, then go ahead and call it that. But what I'm doing yeah. is I'm helping people and I'm seeing a difference in people's lives. I am changing people's lives. You know, you, you what what you're doing is changing people's lives and you call that ministry. If if what I'm doing is changing people's lives for the better and, and saving them from these supernatural forces, mm -hmm. if if at all possible, if, if I'm capable of doing that, I would consider that some form or fashion of ministry. Yeah, but well, Jesus uh, did the same thing, you know. So what made that different? You know, was well, he playing with the devil? Exactly. And you know, <laughs> he, he continued on, you know, with, with 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 me, you know, playing with the devil or, or communicating with demons, you know, whatever for for a good while. And then one day he's like, "Hey, I want you to do the same thing that you're doing now." But I want you to be backed by my church. And I just kind of stood back and scratched my head for a minute because one minute he's telling me that, you know, I'm communicating with the devil. I'm, I'm talking with with demons. And then the next he's like, hey, I, I want you to be in the deliverance ministry and do the exact okay. same thing. Uh -huh. doing. <laughs> uh, so, so, so like I said, you know, I, I stood back and I scratched my head for a second. Yeah. And I walked out of that church that day and never went back. Because what he wanted was he wanted somebody to basically be brave enough to do something like that right? and have them listed under his church, have his church backing me. Okay. No, no I, I'm not going to do that because that's what you want me to do. I mean, you pretty much have, have called me a devil worshiper. Yeah. And you want me to basically worship Satan with the backing of your church. If, if, if that was the way that he believed, that's how it was presented to me. That is how you know, I thought about it, you know, I pretty much got this idea in my mind that, you know, he wants me to do what I'm doing and him just have his name over it or have his church's name over it. Um, yeah. And, and, and to me, that just kind of felt like he was taking credit for the work that I've done by putting his church name or, over it and calling me a deliverance minister. And, and that just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, I'd I take it as if someone was trying to take advantage of me, if, you know, if I was in that. Yeah. Well, it's, it's like St. Aquina said, uh, St. Aquina said, my mind is on fire to solve this very intricate enigma, you know? Well, and I think the reality is, I think they're, they're, that, that says a lot. There are a lot of people that, that find themselves disingenuous or, or disenfranchised, to say, by, by the church. And I know that I've experienced, in fact, we felt the same thing. So I, I would rather you share a little bit about like that. Like when, when did yeah. you come to that point where you felt didn't just. Uh, oh, well, when I when I backslid, yeah, you know, yeah. when you backslid. Yeah, well, let's, get in, let's get into that. Uh, uh, it, it was. Because, it was because, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say, let's get into that, because I, I know last time when I was on the show, the very first episode, I saw some I saw some questionable uh, facial expressions, you know, uh, about, you know, about church. And, and 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 I may be wrong, but I get the sense that you were really hurt in church and you, you felt like you were shunned. And, well, yeah. and I'm just picking that up. Uh, well, so because talk about that more. Well, for me, you know, to add some context in, 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 in the way things I feel about the, or how I feel about things now, it's that word religion for me. Yeah. Um, that's why I say I'm a spiritualist, because once you make something a part of your identity, we see it with religion, politics, sports teams, whatever, right? Uh, when you become a part of something, your intellectual mind will defend that even to the point that it kills yourself. You know, uh, we see that across the, across the gambit and, and, and everything, essentially, we all have a bias and everything we do. But where does that come from? Where does that stem from? And and so that's why I dropped the, the religion out of my life. OK, because yeah. it's. Focusing on my religion, I want to focus on God, but I can't do that if I'm religious because now I'm just either going to be boastful, hey, I'm, I'm part of this church or I'm part of that, or I'm going to allow that to blind me 
uh, you know, uh, oh, because that happened to me before. You know what I mean? So those are my preconceived notions. But to get back to the question, um, you know, it all started for me when when I started working, you know, because we got into the, to, to church young, you know, at high school. Right. I was like a freshman. I think. And, you know, I got my first job or whatever. And I'm working. My dad's in prison. My mom's a single mom. She she was on disability at the time. And so it kind of fell on my shoulders. You know, that I was the oldest, uh, oldest one in the house besides my mom. So started working, everything's cool. And got into the sound ministry at church. And, and I told the, the sound guy, Hey man, you know, this is a situation at work, this and that, even my ties, you know, you do all this stuff, you know, you get scared into doing. And, um, so I was started getting more overtime, taking on Saturday work, you know, Sunday work, this and that. And, and so they pulled me to the side and Hey man, you just got to believe in God. Well, I am. And I believe he blessed me with this job. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And they're like, hey, man, well, no, just trust God to get you a better job and essentially telling me to quit that job because it's taking me away from the ministry. But I should still give ties, though. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And, and, and so right I, type of thing. Just walk. Yeah, right there, you know? Yeah. Right. So I was like, OK, well, check this out, man. Pentecostals. I go, well, let me <laughs> live. On, I, well, so I told I told the, the, the I think it was the pastor at the time or assistant pastor. I go, hey, well, if we lose our house, you're going to let us all sleep on your couch or in your house, you know? Oh, I, no, I can't do that. Okay, so this is why I'm working, and this is what, you know, but essentially, uh, other, I was, my time was being taken up by work, and uh, but I should still tithe. But we're, I was going to work three days a week, you know what I mean? It was like, dude, you know, and then we're still in ministry and still trying to do all that. And, and I was a young kid still trying to help raise a family, you know, help my mom raise us. And so it was just a whole hectic deal, but they, still, the house. they still wanted more and more, no matter, no matter how much, you know, it's like, dude, you know, give me a break, yeah. you know, and... Uh, so that kind of just soured it. And so I was like, you know what? I don't know. And then started having questions about things, you know, and a lot of them couldn't answer. And it yeah. was just, yeah, I just trust in God, man. This is... And then I was like, you know what? We're going to, un... we can all unknowingly follow someone to hell. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? We're warned against doing that. You know, we should always question. And so I was like, started questioning. And then that's when they were like, whoa, whoa. And then started pulling me out of ministry and started, you know, kind of slowly, you know, all right, go over there, you know, <laughs> go play. And so I was like, you know what, man, I'm out of here. So I took off. I'm out. And then man, oh, I'm back. Man, I, I, I'm, I'm so sorry you went through that, man. And, um, you know, unfortunately, it happens a lot. You know, and, 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 and as I'm hearing your story, man, it's like I, I could feel your pain. And, and that's the biggest thing, right? You know, in church, you're like, walk by faith. You know, well, we have faith in God, faith in God. Yeah, we have faith in God, but we still have to put into work ourselves. You know, yeah. it's like many of our clients, right? They're like, well, I have this issue with this and that. And we give them the necessary tools, right? And then they're like, well, nothing's happening. I go, well, do you have faith? Are you actually applying what we're trying to tell you? Right. You know, and, and I, and I, and I, I do think in my personal opinion, um, you know, as, as a believer and having faith, it's okay. And it's healthy to question, you know, yeah. we are, we are human, you know, we don't have the biggest comprehension that our creator does, but it's unfortunate. There is a word uh, that comes up to mind and uh, it's called narratives, false narratives. Mm -hmm. So I did my formation orientation through Baylor college, Truett seminary, uh, and the book, I think I've already told you guys, it's called The Good and Beautiful God. And wow. so The Good and Beautiful God is a formation orientation book. And it's to form, you know, to to give your soul formation. And there was something in there that he said uh, that, that the author said, he says, I want to know that God that Jesus knew, the God that Jesus knew. Yeah. Not all of the false narratives that have been put around God. You know, God is a God of anger. You know, uh, for example, you know, they asked Jesus, well, why is this guy blind? You know, did his parents commit sin? Did he commit a sin? And then, <laughs> no, it's because it's all for the glory of God. And I they asked him again. Preach that exact message, that yeah. exact scripture this yeah. last Sunday. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Well, anyway, elaborate on it. You know, go ahead. And, and, and that's my thing, right? So, you know, there, there, was, there was never... God, Jesus never said that God punished you, you know, or gave you this disease because you were a sinner. We all know that, you know, hell, you know, heaven and earth, they exist. And the beauty about free will and following Christ is that we have the free will to follow him. I think that everything that happens to us on earth, whether you're a believer or not, it's just the way it is. It's the natural law of God's free will. Because if God intervened every second of every moment of life, I personally think that there'd be no point in being a Christian or having faith because all we'd have to do is snap our fingers and we know that God is right there. Obviously, he's omnipresent. He's yeah. always all around. And yeah, I'll leave it at that. I, I don't know if you agree well, with me. I, 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 I don't know if you agree with me, but I mean, that's, that's my interpretation. Yeah.
Well, you know what's crazy? I hate to change the subject, but I got to I gotta say this. I don't know if it's fortuitous or if it's just a thing, but if you look at us, we're doing that V thing like on the Last Supper painting by... This is a secret message. Illuminati. It's Illuminati. Illuminati. It's like Illuminati. Here's the steeple. Here's the people. There's this new show on Netflix called The Pentaveret. Have you guys checked it out? Uh, it's with Mike Myers. Oh, man, it's so funny. It's with Mike Myers. He plays like five different characters. And it, it's the Pentaverd, but it's supposed to be the Illuminati. It, it, it is so funny. He plays like five different characters. And uh, there, there's, a, there's a part where, you know, uh, they're in Canada, and then as soon as they cross over, everything gets brighter and the screen gets sharper because like, oh, it's true in Canada, everything is you know blurry and funny, and they come over <laughs> to America and everything is HD. But they're always talking about the Pentaver, which is the Illuminati. That was that was I thought that was kind of fun. Oh. Well, you know that's funny because we, we were work well, we got to get back on it, but we were working on a project that we wanted to to uh, produce something similar to that. But yeah, we'll save that for another day. Yeah, yeah. it's not trademarked yet. <laughs> But what, what, what are your thoughts, Rev? I mean, you know, about what we're talking about. I mean, what's well, the, so the interesting thing is so about, about so the reality is just like if, if individuals go into a church and they're looking for a perfect church where there's not going to be no con, no conflict, regardless, of yeah, right. is, there's not going to be no issues that I it's basically don't even bother because the moment you step into a perfect church, it ceases to be perfect, as they say. Yeah, yeah. But one of the things so you have to there, there's you can hold two things that are true at the same time. Number one, that, that, that God is good, the church is, is on earth for a specific reason that we should be participating in a church, yeah. and the other thing is, is, is many. Men are in church, and and when according to scripture, because part of what I see in scripture is a doctrine of total depravity, which I don't, you, yeah. we probably have a disagreement with, but yeah. I do believe in total depravity that that there is no good within a man. All the things that what we can do is just our evil sin. So that's where, but yet we're called to interact in a church together. There's yeah. going to be frictions at time, and this is where yeah. we practice the fruit of the spirit. Yeah. We interact with their, each other and then interact with the world. So that's where I am. But I, I, I understand uh, B's sentiment. Even though we went on different paths, uh, eventually I came back to the church because uh, we had a he, he had a he fell out of the church before I did, and yeah. then I about a couple years later, partly because of this very same reason, uh, you started seeing one thing being pe- uh, preached from the pulpit, and all of a sudden there's things that are happening behind closed doors. Yeah. Right. yeah. That, you know, so it's kind of like then I just kind of like, well, if this is what church is like, because I was like, yeah, I yeah. It, and then we were giving to the building fund for years, <laughs> and they never changed the light bulb. Yeah, yeah. It was a financial discrepancy. You know, and, and I think you're always going to have some type of, uh, of disagreement, you know, in, in church. I mean, it's okay to, you know, yeah. to not necessarily uh, agree on certain things, I, I guess, be more cordial. I mean, you know the, the fruit. The, the truth of the matter is, and this is just my opinion, is that no matter where you go, uh, Christian-wise, church-wise, you know, there's always going to be disagreements. There's always going to be a difference uh, in, in theology or, or, or a difference in scripture, and 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 I think that's okay. And I think that's okay because I do think that God's work is still at hand. You know, it's it's an amazing thing because I have recently fallen in love. You know, being now an independent Roman Catholic. Uh, I, I'm still more of a charismatic. I, I go out and I, I have another brother who is uh, who's a priest, and we pray for people, and and you know, and they speak in tongues and in a controlled environment, and and we pray for them, we lay hands on them, and and I, and I believe all of that stuff is beautiful. Um, but at the same time, you know, going back, I, I have fallen in love with the traditions. You know, I was always taught to hate Catholics. Well, they they well, they worship this and they worship that, and I go, no, there's a difference between veneration. Canonization and, and idolization, you know. And I've had some people who are Protestants say, "Well, you, you know, you worship Mary." I go, "No, I don't worship Mary, but I respect the Mother, you know." And well, you know, no one should intercede. You know, the, only Jesus Christ is the mediator. Yes, I believe that Jesus Christ is the mediator. You know, well, why do you need to go to a priest? Well, because that is a ministry, and you can talk to the priest, and he can pray for you. You know, on behalf of God. Same reason why you go to a pastor and you get spiritual counseling, you know, mm-hmm. so I, I think all of these things um, have gotten misinterpreted. And there's been such a disdain amongst the Christian community, because I still believe that even though it's called the Catholic Church, it's still all Christian. I consider myself Christian, you know, in that sense. What What are your thoughts, uh, Rev? <laughs> 
Oh, I'm putting me on the spot. Well, yeah, so definitely I do have some disagreements when it comes to the Catholic Church and some of the Catholic tradition, because I don't want to say that all traditions are bad, because that is not true. There are some traditions that are actually good. In fact, every every belief system has traditions, so I I don't like to cast aspersions and say that traditions are bad, because in our reality, traditions are are what make up a body, you know, make up a church, every church. Yeah. Uh, but when it comes to like what you're talking about, especially when you're talking about Mary, so you got the hyperdulia and then you got the dulia, you got the veneration and all that yeah. kind of stuff. So I do believe that that it does take a lot of the focus off of the primary focus of what scripture is trying to communicate when sure. you start importing things, especially from the Old Testament, where you try to typology to try to make Mary into something that she is not. She is yeah. called blessed and, yeah. and it's very important. But the reality is, especially when you look at church history. Though I know some Catholics will say they speak highly of, for instance, Peter, as they call the first. Yeah, the first, you know, and uh, and Peter, you know, upon this rock, you shall build my church, that type of stuff. Look at the Holy Spirit oh, behind wow. us. Yeah, wow, look at that. <laughs> the spotlight's turned off. This Is this paranormal right oh, here? My goodness. Oh, I, oh, right you know what? I, I don't know if any, so I don't. Oh, oh snap. What's up? Wait, now wait, you're on wait, the wait. TAP, baby. What's going on? It's Blake Beach. Wait, 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 wait. Here, Here's the interesting thing here. So if, I could have helped it. I'm so sorry. I, I'm going to finish my thought, but here's the interesting I wanted to get to this, but I'll do it now because I don't know what just happened. There's nobody back at the soundboard. <laughs> <That is crazy. laughs> what? He's here in spirit. Okay, he's here in spirit. No, but, so there, there's a care, caretaker that we have here. Hey, the Pope comes out and slaps her. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> uh, no, but so we have a caretaker here at the church, and he he says that you know he walk he's kind of older gentleman, and he, he walks around the church a lot, especially at night, because this is an older building. This this building was been here since like the 30s. So he was saying that like uh, you know he believes it's haunted. So now I'm like, why did these lights turn on? And well, those turned off first. The spotlights. Off, the spotlights turned off, and then these lights turned on. <laughs> there's only there's two different switches that turn them each on. What's well, because you're being blasphemous? Oh my goodness! Being blasphemous. <laughs> oh, not at all. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, I just I it's just how you look at where the traditions came from, and then how you look at church history. And I think that for for both Catholics and Protestants, I think they have a, two different approaches. For instance, just really quick, like like when you see. Uh, early church fathers reference uh, uh, Mary. Um, th- the the primary focus is always Jesus. Like the term uh, 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 Mary, the mother of God. The point of that phrase was not to make Mary more important, but let the highlight the fact that the the child she bore was God in the flesh. But yeah. what how that's been interpreted is oh they they venerated Mary just like we venerate her now, and I disagree with that interpretation. No, and, and I can and I can respect that, and, and I do believe, and I've seen this too as well, that there are people even within the Catholic Church that they idolize the saints more than anything, yeah. and you know, and and originally in its context, these were just supposed to be subtle reminders of the people who lived before us, the saints yeah. who tried to live a, a Christ-like life, and you know, those were just reminders of we could try to be like them because they tried to be a really good Christian. And and I do think that a lot of times those things do get misinterpreted. And I've seen it as well, too. Um, and, and that's a discussion that I had with another person. It's like, well, you know, the primary focus, you know, at least in my ministry, the primary focus is is always Jesus Christ. Um, yeah. What I can tell you, though, is during exorcisms, uh, during exorcisms, uh, demons do revere Mary, the mother of God, and they have even cursed her out and said, let her out. Don't bring her in here. We'd rather deal with him. So when it comes to demonic possession and exorcisms, um, there's a lot of uh, a lot of references. And I've spoken to a lot of priests and read a lot of different books uh, that Mother Mary does have some type of effect on the demonic in the sense. But I, I do agree with you. Um, Jesus Christ has always got to be the main focus, and, and it should be. You know, and, and that's that's where I stand with that. You know, but I think well, I, I would get. I would like to add something on uh, to what you were saying about saints. Um, there are patron saints of many different things, um, but, the, but the way I look at it is that a lot of these saints they they had some sort of illness that uh, would would drastically change their life. Um, and I feel like keeping your faith through that illness, uh, and, and one, for example, is, is St. Anne. She was the patron, patron saint of infertility. Um, the The Bible says that a woman should bear a child. Whenever you cannot bear a child, what would that do to your faith? 
it would, in my in my opinion, would probably have caused you to lack faith, to lose your faith, to, I guess, feel a different way about scripture and about religion. Um, but but in essence, just lose your faith. But Saint Anne continued to keep her faith and believe in God and pray. Um, I, I feel like saints are, are again a reminder to serve that no matter what we have going on in our life, that this person, this saint, kept their faith through all of it. Yeah. Does that make sense? I don't know if I worded no, that. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense, yeah. That makes sense. You know, I yeah, think... Those, but there could also be the rebuttal that, you know, Jesus Christ was man in flesh, and, you know, he bore the same pain as we did, you know, so we should ultimately, you know, try to be like Christ. That's what being a Christian is like. But I, I think, you know... Um, you know, from a human perspective, uh, it's a little easier to identify with uh, a saint in the sense because they were really human and they dealt with these things and they are a constant reminder of how we should live our life. They lived their life for Christ. They served God, but they're just little reminders that if they did it, we can do it. But obviously everything always has to come through Jesus Christ. You know, yeah. no one goes to the Father except through Christ. And, and, and that's what that's those are just my opinions. That's that's yeah. it. Yeah, well, I think free will, the free will thing is very important. And, and when you're going through something, you know, that's that's hard to bear, you have the choice there into to not, you know, you can blame God or you can run towards God, you know, and I was I was on both sides of that coin when I left the church. You know what I mean? Um, At the same time, though, I was like, well, I I could. I should go to this to church or find a church or whatever. But I think I, at the same time, you know, I once I shed that title of a Christian or, or Catholic or whatever at that time, you know, I was a Christian. Once I let go of that, that identity, I felt closer to God. If that makes any kind of sense, you know, I, I felt more free. It's like, I don't have to, to uh, play the part anymore. You know, I'm just a human seeking God's face and whatever happens and wherever he should take to me, that's the ultimate form of faith, you know, cause I had nowhere to go and no one to fall on except for God. And then yeah. I had to look within and I didn't like who I was. I didn't like what I saw. And when I read the Bible and started to learn to meditate and pray and, and seek God and seek God's faith uh, face. Um, that's when I was like, man, I had an epiphany. I was like, you know what? I, I got to change who I am and only God can do that. Yeah. And yeah. so here I am right now. And that's what I'm saying. I, I don't know what the future holds. I mean, but to me, that's what makes this life worth yeah. living. You know what I mean? Um, it makes things interesting, and God knows me, so He's He's like, okay, shuffle the cards a little bit, see, okay, okay, you know, let's see where you at. And so that's to me, that's just kind of my thing. But that to me also is the problem with having something that's been inspired and not dictated. See, we can interpret it our ways. Yeah, and I think to me that's a big problem. I mean, this in, in a lot of ways in a lot of churches and denominations as well. You know, we we take things for for you know we corrupted in man's way but see we we can do that because you know we're just we're just human you know we're just man and yeah. i think that's the problem with having a book that hasn't been dictated by god himself but only inspired by the spirit and and, and it's like so you know you can you know they, they call it paul's religion right the christianity we have nowadays and you can yeah. see when 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 man took over the church how things changed you know what i mean like mm. so i kind of that's why i'm like well i'm more spiritual at this point i honestly don't know <laughs> i mean I, I mean i honestly believe that you know the the bible is the true living word of god you know it is the word of god you know uh given to man to, to write down um you know i also believe you know in the church of nicaea you know the nicene creed even in the roman even in the roman right you know we have uh we have um a part from the nicene creed you know god the father the holy spirit all in one three and one um and so those things are important and I think where where there is a difference in, in opinion or maybe theology, it's just the traditions. Mm -hmm. But I think if we can get away from worrying about what the other person's tradition is right. you know, and just focus on ourselves and a personal relationship with Christ, yeah. I, I think to me that's the most important thing. Because, I, I, you know, here's the thing. As Christians, most of us, you know, I, I've even done it myself. Most Christians, we are the most hypocritical people ever. We will say we love you and all that, but then we will go ahead and we will throw a Bible verse at you because we think it's you well, and we will hurt your feelings because we think that's what the word means. And 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 that's where I, I, I'm a little different from Rudy, and that's why I, I believe that you know in under in order to understand scripture, you need to understand tradition as well. Uh, mm -hmm. But I will tell you this though, I don't believe that the Pope is the impalpable uh, you know fallacy. I, I don't believe that the Pope is the the true reigning supreme king. I don't believe in that. That's yeah. why we are independent Roman Catholic, because we have seen what the Catholic Church has done. 
And don't get me wrong, there are a lot of good followers, a lot of good devout Catholics who pray, read the Bible, you know, they'll, they'll say the rosary, and they wholeheartedly are really good people. And I do think that they do get a place in heaven. Yeah. But the reality is, many of us Christians, we talk so bad about one another that we're probably going to be the ones going to hell. And that's my opinion, because— Well, yeah, no— you're you're right, and I think okay. So here's how I have heard it expressed: with the, whether it's Roman people within the Roman Catholic Church, within yeah. the Pentecostal churches, or any other de, uh, Christian denomination, the reality is just it's like you can't just with with a with a with a broad brush and say if if you're a part of that organization, you're not a Christian or you're not saved. I don't necessarily believe that. I would go down to the the simple question that Jesus asked his disciples uh, when they were asking. It's like, oh, who do who do they say that I am? Well, some say that you're you're Moses. Some say you're Elijah. And then he turns and said, well, who do you say that I am? And they yeah. said, you are you are the Christ. So and I yeah. think ultimately what comes like that, if your focus is, is Christ alone, then, uh, then then you are a part of the family of God, regardless of what fellowship you're in. I just okay. I, I just have a problem with some church, some or this is some institutional churches that yeah. have traditions that I would just disagree with. Like for me, I, I I'm totally against assemblies of God. Uh, we used to be part of, of assemblies of God. They are, are one of the most corrupt. Uh, you guys are not assemblies of God, are you? Uh, we, well, not okay. anymore. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Southern Baptist is, is something completely different. But um, the, the the I don't want to say the name of the the church that we belong to. Yeah, they got to. good lawyers, man. Oh, yeah, they got good lawyers yeah. only because uh, yeah. Well, you can say something close to it. I mean. <laughs> Vo. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but yeah, so the, uh, they are very litigious and they're really like yeah, they're they're big on that. But anyway, so. Um, but, but it is a Pentecostal church associated. They were associated with yeah. the Assemblies of God, actually. You know, and, you know, here, here's my honest opinion, man. I, I see the both of you guys, and especially you, Rudy, and, and Play B. You guys are good men. You, you guys are, are followers of Christ. You guys are, are, are following your way. Your heart, there is the conviction of what you believe in. And I think that is the, the, the most important thing is the conviction. If you believe in your heart that the Holy Spirit is working through you and talking to you and, and that your main focus is Christ, I think that's the most important thing. You know, obviously there, there may be little caveats here and there that, you know, we may be different in opinions when it comes to whatever traditions, but the wholehearted truth is scripture and, and the Bible. Um, I do want to get to some questions, though, if you guys are ready to answer some questions. Yeah. Okay. We're gonna put you on the hot seat right now. <laughs> no, man, hot uh, someone said, "Is uh, Solomon part of the Bible?" Uh, I do know that King Solomon was in the Bible. Uh, Rev. Uh, there. I, okay. So now, now you get, there. There's the Deuteral Quran, Canonical. I think is what they might be referring to, but I'm not too yeah. familiar with whether or not the if there's a separate book of Samuel. Yeah. So uh, in the in well, you know, in the Catholic Bible, we we have seventy seven books, I believe, uh, and then there's sixty six in the Protestant Bible. So I do believe that in the Deuteronomy uh that Solomon and Samuel are in there as well. Because I have two different Bibles too, because I have to cross reference so many times, and I have to adapt to what other people's beliefs are. Um, let's see, uh, Dalton, why don't you get to the questions, brother? All right, all right. Uh, I mean, because so, I could oh, go on forever, man. I just love yeah. having these guys on the show. We're gonna have an altar call. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and, and, Rudy, and, and, and Rudy, I just want to let you know, man. Like, I love you and I respect you. I hope hey, anything man, I said, I hope anything I said wasn't disrespectful or oh, offensive to you. Oh, no, you're, my, not, you're my brother in Christ, so I just want to make sure this doesn't change our dynamic. No, but no, I, no, 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 no we, We've been wanting to have this conversation for a while. Actually, yeah, we have, and it's a beautiful thing. It's a freaking beautiful thing, man. Yeah. So we're technically having church right here. I like it. Yeah, we are. We are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I learned yeah. more here than I did at my old church, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just got promoted to archbishop in my religious order, which, I mean, if you believe in apostolic succession, that's cool. But, I mean, it's just um, a senior leader for the church. And, uh, yes. well, you know, it's it's a beautiful thing because I, I just still get to, to perform my ministry. I have never really been one with, with titles. That's why when you guys see yeah, I don't want you guys to call me Father Ken. Although you guys make fun of me twice already in the other shows. Yeah. to make sure you tune in. Yeah. <laughs> You're listening. It's all part of our marketing scheme. <laughs> it's working. Oh, yeah. Did you hear that with Adam? Yeah, <laughs> I did. <laughs> Adam, hey, shout out to Adam, man. He's yeah, cool, right he's up. I love Adam. Yeah, Wait, he's Dalton, awesome. You got the questions, brother? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so Nicole wants to know what is the difference between a deliverance and an exorcism. 
Oh, so and, and from from what I've and it's probably the same for you because th- th- those are terminologies that are more used in the charismatic circles. Yeah. Th- that's those aren't those aren't terminologies that are used in in more of the reform. I'm a as a reformed Southern Baptist. They're not those are those are not terminologies that that are that are not thrown around. But in our charismatic days. A deliverance would be somebody that would be delivered of, like, let's say, Alcohol, because right. they they would say that somebody that has a, a whether alcoholic or some kind of other addiction like that, that that is uh, a demon, the demon or the a demon the of alcohol, spirit of alcohol, spirit yeah, of alcoholism. Yeah. So you would get delivered from 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 that. Uh, uh, a a yeah. exorcism would be well, literal. Pr- Demon at, at our at our, old, at our old church. I mean, the difference was how much you gave in ties. Another way. Sorry. Another way to word this would be a deliverance would be, for example, delivering you of a sin or delivering you of a habit. That some yeah. Christians would consider to be demonic influence. Yeah. An exorcism yeah. would be the direct expulsion. Of a de- of mm-hmm. of a demonic entity. of somebody who's possessed. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. And that's more like a minor right too, as well. Um, I know there is a difference in theology. Um, you know, uh, the thought process is that obviously, if Jesus Christ is living in you, you know, you cannot be possessed because the Christ, the light of Christ lives in you. Um, yeah. And 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 I've I've experienced otherwise where I've I've seen people where they believe in Christ, but yet they still come under full demonic possession. Oh, I do think that um, there can be a point in time where a person can lose their faith and they they can become afflicted and they start going to the supernatural dark realm. And I believe they can fall under possession, even if they are already followers. And to me, that just signifies that they weren't standing firm in their faith. Yeah. And, I, and it'd be interesting. Maybe one of these days I should have you on, on, on our show to talk about that specifically, because I disagree on yeah. On that, you know, as as a Southern Baptist, I'm I'm yeah. more Calvinist leaning. So of course, I believe in eternal security and yeah. But that, anyways, that's besides the point. No, I mean these are good topics to talk about. I mean it's, <laughs> it's interesting because you know the, the the truth of the matter is is that you know your your truth, well, your opinion or your your version of the truth might be a little different from mine's. I can only yeah. speak on experience from what I've seen, but yeah, to me, yeah, exactly. but to me, what ultimately that comes down to is I do believe that if you're a Christian, you cannot be possessed. And so, if you do come under possession, that just means that you were not firm in your faith. I, yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. All right. So the next question uh, from Ross: uh, Why does the church pretend Jesus was born on Christmas? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Right? <laughs> oh, that's interesting. And yeah. like his name's a name is actually a title because we're pagan. Because we're yeah. pagan, right? Because we're pagan. Absolutely. <laughs> I think I think historically, like e- even with Easter, it was just basically to Astor. get. Yeah, it, yeah, it's just basically just to. It's it's not pretend. I mean, and I I, I kind of push back on that too, and I'm just saying, hey, the day isn't important. It's it's what we're celebrating. Exactly. Uh, uh, and I think the main reason why is because it was just like what what some uh, corny Christians do today is they take something from outside of the church, from the secular world, and they try to Christianize it, and it just ends up being corny. Well, like, so like Christmas, like Christmas, the Yule log. <laughs> Like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of pagan yeah. traditions and oh, Christian, yeah. Christian, uh, yeah. in Christian, in Christian, that have more Christian traditions. That's why when I look at tradition, I, I can give or take certain traditions, and this is why I yeah. go back yeah. to Philip Scripture, just because it's like traditions aren't. But anyways, yeah. So I think it's yeah. just to try to. And, just, and, I, and, I, and I agree. I don't. I don't think tradition necessarily has the final say that can dictate on the yeah. uh, the interpretation of the Bible. I do think that. Uh, Tradition uh, can help you remember what the meaning of that certain time period was. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> it, it's, it's too much because it's too much to talk about because you know that that we have commonalities. We have commonalities in what we believe in, but right. yet we have difference in opinions. But guess what? We're still brothers. We're still yeah. brothers in Christ. We are still image bearers of God. So, however, we come to God. I don't think it really matters as long as we come to God and we wholeheartedly seek him, seek his face, seek his truth and his kingdom. Yep. Dalton. Sorry, buddy. You know, this, this oh, is my no, guy. No, no, you're good. You're good. Uh, He's so good. Uh, from Mr. John Anthony, he wants to know, did Judas go to hell? Did Judas go to hell? Um, <laughs> I let, let me answer it this way. I, I don't we, we are not a uh, man cannot. Our job is not to judge other people's salvation. Matthew now, seven to one. Yeah, there judge. you go. 
So that that's only the providence of the of the Holy Spirit to judge men's souls and salvation. The only thing that we could do is we 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 are called to to judge, but not in the form of of, of eternal uh, salvation. But what we can do, if we look at somebody who's professing to be a Christian, we could see okay, do, does what they say match Line up, up with how they live? Or what they they say they believe have to live. That's how we determine. That's your barometer. Yeah, that's the yeah. barometer. But we can yeah. never say we can never stand before a casket. Somebody who said this person is definitely in heaven or hell because in all reality that's only up to God. We could only make inferences on it. That's what I would say. Yeah. So uh, I actually have a question here, and I've, I've thought about it for a while. Um, so, so in my opinion, Satan, the devil, the king of hell, whatever you want to call him, uh-huh. wants to create division. Division separates us. Yes. Everywhere you look, there's division between race, between, um, you know, your your political standpoint and even in the church. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on that? Do you want to give it a shot? That sounds very Luciferianism, very (laughs) Luciferian. That's that's what the Luciferian faith uh, actually preaches. They're saying we got it backwards and that's doing that's done by the devil to confuse us because he came to steal, kill and destroy but, you know, like Lucifer, that's just a generic, you know, that's like the word paranormal. You know what I mean? There's so many angels that, that that fell, you know, and they all had different names who we could read about and and, and stuff. But uh, I don't know, man. Honestly, I don't have a dog in the fight in that uh, one. That's yeah. just because, <laughs> yeah, honestly, because you could, you, <laughs> there's no way to know. Because, I mean, if you yeah. look at it that way, it does make sense. You know what I mean? Because, you know. Yeah. You know what? What if we are worshiping the devil, thinking we're worshiping we're uh, worshiping Jesus or the Christ or whatever? You know, here I can get yeah. struck by lightning. But I'm just saying that that's the belief of some people. But when you look at it at face value, you know, it, it makes sense, though. You know, kind of it kind of fits. But then we could do that with anything or things. Yeah. Well, okay. So, and I know that, like, because in all reality, I have a brother-in-law who's a devout Catholic. Real, I call him. A, I consider him a militant Catholic because he's really he's trying to convert me and so we have these kind of discussions and that's for the line the case of the, the devil is you know here to divide and conquer right so we'll look at the catholic church one church for two thousand years as they say which i don't believe also there's some historical things yeah. there but you know that that is for one church one pope all this kind of thing um except for now i think they got two popes in the vatican right now if you really pay attention to it. but <laughs> but the reality is just like so that 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 is a good standpoint for an argument to understand that but the reality is it's not necessarily an organization that's part of the problem it's not an organization that that unites us it's jesus when he when he when he looked at his disciples the the, the thing that will unite his people are what they the, what they believe about him so yep. it's not necessarily the, an organization it's yeah. about what the people so me and kenny we are we we may be from two different parts of the world, two different uh, in two different churches. But the reality, the question is going to be is going to be brought before us before uh, when we die is what did you do with 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 my son Jesus? And that's mm. the ultimate question that's going to be before us, not what church I belong to or amen. your theology. Amen, amen. You know, because even if there's that dogma, yeah. and I was reading this in my Catholic apologetics class. Uh, there's even the dogma that if uh, you know if you don't believe in Christ, and you're going to go to hell. And so, you know, for me, you know, I, I do believe that, you know, uh, you know, Christ is, is the salvation. But I believe also that God is so merciful and gracious that if you die and if you never knew him, I personally don't think that he's going to send you to hell because you never got a chance to know him. You know, that's that's my interpretation of that, uh, because that's what God's mercy is, because the, the problem is with all the false narratives, a lot of people go to church and they go to church because they go to church out of fear. Well, I need to tithe. I need to pray. I need to do this. You know, but the narratives are are, are totally misplaced. Uh, yeah. But that's 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 my thought. And I don't know. I might be wrong. Other people are saying, well, you're wrong. You know, if you don't believe in Christ, you're going to go to hell. I can't say that because Matthew yeah. 7 tells me not to judge. I'm an image bearer of Christ and I'm going to love them no matter what. And 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 I believe in my heart that God is merciful. Yeah, he's and a loving father, right? Wouldn't, wouldn't a loving father do that for their kids? You know, hey, we're, we're going to maybe fail or they'll let us fall a couple times. But ultimately, if he loves us like he, like it says in the Bible, I mean, why would we go to hell? Yeah, yeah. I mean, who knows? It's kind of a new concept, though, hell in itself. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Hades, or what is it called? Yeah. How many more questions we got, Dalton? Uh, I think that's it, Ken. All right. Uh, let's see. So Aurora asked me for Earth. Dr. Ken, what did you mean by someone going to the supernatural realm? Yeah, I meant going to the dark side, you know, um, going to the dark side in the sense that, you know, there are people who honestly um, are, are Christian and they, they struggle with their faith. 
And a lot of times I, I think that they don't understand their faith enough to where they have to look secular. Uh, I, I believe that, you know, you can still believe in God and, 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 and have a personal relationship. But I think the problem is that as human beings, we're never satisfied. And if you find yourself not satisfied with Christ or church, uh, maybe you're not understanding or you're being taught wrong. And yeah. so that leads people to go into other belief systems, which I'm not saying or judging that they're bad, but it tends to be, uh, you know, an archaic route in the sense where now they're looking to the darker side and, well, you know, let me start messing with, with the Ouija board. Let me, you know, okay, start doing no, this. And, no, and, and, and there you go. And, <laughs> yeah, and, 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 that's what, and that's what I think. I think that if you really are a Christian, if you believe in Christ and if you're filled with the Holy Spirit and you get possessed, you really didn't have a fulfilling relationship with Christ or yet you have yet to understand that relationship between you and the creator. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, let's see. Uh, what else we got? Didn't Judas? Yeah, I think Judas did hang himself. And then, uh, yeah, uh, someone said, um, uh, let's see, let's see. Someone did say, uh, so well, Hitler is not in hell, right? The presupposition to that question that, well, if Judas hung himself, does that mean he automatically goes to hell? Because, you know, there, some people do believe that like, if you commit suicide, then you're automatically going to hell because you don't have the opportunity to ask for forgiveness. But I, I don't believe that because the, the scripture is clear that there's only one unforgivable sin and is not suicide. The only right. unforgivable sin is a rejection of the Holy Spirit, yeah. which would be a denial. Well, you know, that, that's, that sin. Was not my father's. To yeah, that's, my father to deny yeah, me. Yep. yeah, well, I mean, that suicide thing goes back to dark ages because people were like, hey, you know, if I get saved right now and die, I could go to heaven. Yeah, so they were doing that and jumping off of bridges and whatnot. So the Catholic Church had to step in and say, hey, whoa, whoa that's a sin. You know, that's not, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah, yeah. just like when they used to sell tickets into heaven. You well, know what it, I mean? Well, early on, were doing ba it. baptism was only given to you right before you died because they, yeah. Yeah. so there's a whole, anyways, a whole other topic yeah. to get into. Yeah, just like, you know, I believe uh, in original sin. You know, in the Bible, it does talk about that when yeah. Jesus said, you know, you intercede for your child and you put the mark on them to protect it from evil. A lot of people don't agree that, you know, as a child, you should get baptized. But I do believe that, you know, even though it's a child, the child of God, the child still falls under the original sin of the parents. Mm -hmm. That's just my opinion, you know, but who knows? You know, it, it's, it's traditions. It's how it's interpreted. But this was a really... Really fun show tonight, guys. Where, where can we find you guys at? If, if, if we want to get a hold of you, if anybody wants to get a hold of you, where can we find you guys at? Oh, if they, if we got we got a phone number, uh, 209-21, what is it again? 294-9472. <laughs> uh, like yeah, we have 209-9. Uh, uh, I, I forgot it. Dang it. Yeah. Hold on. <laughs> but anyways. 209-something. Hold on. Yeah, two and I we'll, we'll pull it up right now. It's like we say it every week, and then now we'll you know it it's like you. when someone asks you for your birthday, you're like, uh. well, you know, it's like it's like that. I got scriptures on my arm tattoos. So, oh, what's that scripture? I'm like, oh god, oh. yeah. But anyways, no, but they can reach out to us at the Apocalypse Project Podcast at Gmail. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, you, uh, YouTube. You know, if you the quickest thing to do or the easiest way, if you really want to find the show, is tell say, hey Alexa, play the Apocalypse Project Podcast, yeah. or okay Google, play the Apocalypse Project Podcast. Jeez, oh, my phone. Or or Siri or whoever. <laughs> you know, we're on all those platforms. You can find us on um, iHeartRadio. You can find us yeah. on uh, Spreaker. You can find us anywhere you listen to music. Oh, and TikTok. We're oh, on and TikTok, TikTok now. now, yeah. <laughs> but you know, it, it, we're trying to make it easy. You could even just Google the Apocalypse Project, and we're usually yeah. the first result. Yeah, and if ever anybody that's listening, we we welcome casual people onto our show if they just want to talk and tell us like, hey, yeah. how wrong we are. I, you know, I, I definitely want to want to have you guys on again. I mean, look, you know, you, you got a Catholic and a Protestant, you know, or yeah. a priest. That, you got a priest and a preacher getting together. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, that's a good podcast in itself. We should yeah. preacher, the priest and a preacher. You the know, it's pee pee you know the pee -pee. <laughs> <laughs> you know what guys uh it was a pleasure having you on hey dalton you wanna you wanna say anything else close out the show brother i, I just i just want to say that this was probably one of the funnest shows i've ever coached with you nice yeah. uh, i mean these two guys are amazing Thank you. I oh, appreciate that. <laughs> Ross, you need to give him a job. Ross, let him know. Uh, do you want to know? Yeah, well, where, where do we put our application in? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Woo-hoo-hoo. Awesome. 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 Oh, man. But, you know, next time uh, when we have you guys on, uh, I think we'll we'll talk more about more of the paranormal stuff. And Yeah. Kind of, uh, this oh, is kind of like, 
this is yeah. kind of like an introductory to the apocalypse. Real quick, you know what happened to me today? Do we have a little bit of time, or do you want to say? We got no, we got time, bro. Right, I, I can go over like fifteen minutes. Okay, so a lot of the times in my line of work, I'm by myself and people on people's properties or whatever, right? So I, I'm at this particular property, and there's like a um, a brick wall with um, ivy just you know filled up the whole wall, and then there's a little pathway, and then there's a door that I came out of from the house that you know is a glass a glass door or whatever. So I'm, I'm walking by this thing and this bird flies out, but real low to the ground, like it was hurt or something. And it crosses my path and it kind of moves around me a little bit. And I'm like, what the heck? You know, why wouldn't a bird just fly off? You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I'm watching. I'm like, what the heck's going on? All of a sudden, it turns around the corner and I hear it hit the glass window. Bink. So I go over there and I look, what the heck? And on the other side of that window, there was a cat just sitting there and no bird. Like, where did it go? It disappeared. I was like, oh, I called my mom. Go, hey, I think something paranormal just happened to me right now. And she's like, no, you're crazy. I go, no. I literally watched the bird turn a little bit, hit the window and disappear. It was like, a quantum, like a quantum leap. Like Dude, quantum when I, leap. And then, but when I went over there, there was just a cat sitting there <laughs> looking at me. Like if it went through the window, turned into a cat or something. It was probably tripped out. Hey, really quick, uh, before we finish, I mean, have you had any paranormal experiences recently? Or no, Here's the interesting thing. Something happened the other day, and okay, we'll get into this next time. I'd love to talk about it with you. Yeah. But um, I, I heard, my big thing is I'll hear noises, but yeah. my first thought, it had to be, like we talked about last, it has to be something, something natural. Yeah, yeah. Something. always That's, rule out the natural first. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, really quick, the phone number for us is 209-214-9472. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, gentlemen, everyone, you know what? It was a great show. We're going to definitely have you on. You know what? I, I think this might be a new show idea, too. You know, uh, four guys, uh, four guys in a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we'll even call it that. Four guys four in a podcast. <laughs> uh, uh, not two. Uh, yeah, not two girls in a. Well, never mind. You know, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're, 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 we're in the presence of, of God. But you know what? It, it's it's such a it's such a pleasure, man. I, I love talking to you guys. I, I, I look forward. I look forward to it, man. You know, you guys have uh, made your way into my heart and, you know, and, and, and I put you guys on a pedestal. I know I shouldn't, but you guys are legit. You guys are honest. You guys are oh, humble, man, man. And, 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 and I love you. And you need to come up to Vallejo, the Bay Area, so we can have yeah, some dude. Pedals, man. Yeah, it's a heart. <laughs> I, I heart you. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Y'all have a good night. Um, yeah, you, you too, man. Thanks. Over, uh, do you guys want to stay over real quick on the Skype? And Ross, Ross King, you can end the tr transmission now. Thank you, everyone. Have a good night. And thank you for tuning in to Enter the Dark. Good night, Peace. everyone. Text you, please.